Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 11 of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey guys, I'm back here with Ruth. We are about to do a quick fire keto Q&A. And if you haven't checked out our first episode, go check that out now before this because there's so much info on keto and you're going to so love it. So uh, Ruth, I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. You've kind of answered some of them in depth in the other podcast, but I just want like quick answers. The first thing that comes to your head, okay? Yeah. What are the main benefits of a ketogenic diet? Okay, so you've got a clear mind, um, weight loss, um, it's anti-inflammatory, will benefit your sleeping patterns, um, overall new energy, appetite suppression. Disease prevention. Prevention, of course. Oh, God, there are so many, but it's just like... I don't know. I'm out here. Like, I don't know. Now that you've like thrown the question at me, I'm like, oh my God, on the spot. I think the ones you mentioned are pretty freaking good. <laughs> I think all of those like make it worth it. Yeah. But for me, it's, for me, it's mind. It's mental health. Yeah. And yeah, I think for me as well, like obviously it makes me feel great about my body because I've lost weight from doing it and I've become more me. But I think just the fact that I don't think about food 24-7 anymore is massive. It used to take over my life. I was like eating breakfast thinking about what I was going to eat for lunch. Like it was really not healthy. You know, plotting is, oh my God. And actually we didn't touch on this before, but so I ran a marathon of fat. Amazing. Amazing. It was like weirdly not hard oh my god like my Are you body serious I it was so I was like really nervous and I'd been training for it but like compared to I hadn't done a run in that length ever before like I'd done a, a few halves before but then by the end of it I was like I could just keep going like no. my energy I just fell into this like steady state and I just kept going and the same with the row as well like I did this 24-hour row on the weekend and I would say muscle recovery as well so quick nothing I didn't I not I was wasn't sore in the slightest it was amazing a casual 24-hour row yeah this weekend (laughs) so after the marathon I remember like I got back to Sydney because it was in it was a little bit out of Sydney I went out for dinner that night and had like a lot to drink Woke up the next morning and I did like a full coastal walk. Like I was, and then like at the end of it, I was just like, oh my God, like I've done a lot of exercise in the last 24 hours and I'm like meant to be hungover. Like I don't know what's going on here. Your body is just uh, so resilient because you're burning the slow burning fat as fuel, not the energy spiking and crashing glucose yeah, so as fuel. recovery is quick. Like turnover is quick. Totally. That's amazing. All right. Next quick fire question. You can just say yes or no. Is keto sustainable? Yes. Will you be doing it for the rest of your life? I'd say so. Yes. What are some of the main mistakes that people do on keto? Start it for the wrong reasons. So 
look, a lot of people see it as like a quick fix to um, like they, they want to lose weight quickly, but they haven't actually it's like starting any diet and I guess this is what this is what determines whether or not it's put into the category of a fad diet um is it is it a quick fix or is it something that you actually want to go with for a long period of time um and I just think if you like because I've had so many people be like oh I'm gonna give it a go and then like I give them all the information and help them out the best they can and then they like the minute they have a drink they're out and it's just like, oh, I give up. Like they're just not determined. And another thing as well is like make sure if you are starting this, you are in the company of people who are going to support you if you do decide to talk about it Um, because, again, it's a controversial topic. There isn't a whole lot of research out there to support um, the benefits just yet. And it's really easy to become demotivated. So just surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you and want the best for you. Um, and then like eating wise, what are some of the mistakes that people can do? Like we were talking in the, the other podcast yeah, about like, like processed. Yeah. So like seeing it as an excuse to eat like processed um, gross fats really um, and misinterpreting um the carbohydrate intake level like so calculating um net carbs rather than total carbs and yeah i just people people not doing research i think that's probably the biggest mistake doing the research before they start yeah and just eating enough vegetables like y- you really need that fiber if you're doing this kind of diet because it can really affect your digestion if you don't eat enough fiber. So my four golden um, rules almost of doing this diet is making sure you have good quality fat, really high quality protein, a lot of greens, and a lot of fiber. If you have those four things, then you're set. Yeah. Because if you're missing out on the micronutrients, so the vitamins and minerals that you're going to get from your vegetables, um, you're going to get really sick. Like it, it just, it, and that's, that is the keto flu. And I didn't get the keto flu. Did you get the keto flu? No, no, I didn't. Yeah. And I would say it's because we were managing our vitamin and mineral intake. And also, so your very like water retention isn't really a thing with, because water, water retention comes with um, glucose. So if you cut the glucose, you're not going to retain the water. So you need to increase your water intake by a lot, but you also need to increase your electrolytes, which means upping your sodium. And that's a scary thing. And it's the same with like adding fats as well. People are scared to add fats, but you need to add salt and it needs to be the right salt. Like pink Himalayan um, salt or like rock sea salt? salt? Rock sea salt's not far behind. Um, table salt, don't even bother. It's not doesn't bring any minerals um but yeah so pink rock himalayan salt and sea salt are the go-tos and don't be afraid i literally put it in everything i put it in my smoothies i like have even like after i've done like a big training session if i'm feeling dehydrated i will put salt in my water bottle yeah that's totally a lot of people do that um a lot of people just have some some pink salt and some water in the morning 
as a bit of a healthy Gatorade type thing. Yeah, and with the with the weight loss in this diet, the first thing to go is your water weight and just don't get on a roll with that. Like people are like, oh my God, yes, like I'm losing all this weight. You do have to replace the fluid like it it yeah because dehydration is dangerous and i've also uh, started taking magnesium supplements at night and it's really helped me as well so make sure you're getting enough potassium magnesium salts healthy ones yeah and that like that takes me to like listening to your body as well if you feel an ache if you feel a pain investigate into why you're feeling that ache or pain don't just wait for it to subside because your body is pretty good at telling you when there's something wrong. So, for example, like um, like I remember when I first started, I kind of – I'd, I'd go to bed and I was feeling like achy and crampy and like because I train a lot. I was just like I'm probably just sore. But I'm like, hang on, like no, 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 this is – like I couldn't lay still. Um, it just really agitated. And then I did my research and I was magnesium deficient. Like it's oh, just wow. – yeah, so a, a magnesium tablet before bed is absolutely great. Like potassium and magnesium are two really important vitamins that you, yeah, you'll benefit from. I've also noticed, Physically. yeah, I've also noticed with um with magnesium that it helps with my recovery if I do a lot of training. So if I work out, if I'm doing like an intense boxing class on Monday, and then Tuesday I'm doing an intense circuit class, and I'm really sore Tuesday night, I'll take one or two magnesium pills and the next day I'm not that sore at all. Whereas I used to get really sore. Yeah. Magnesium is amazing. That's I like, I'm not all for supplements. Um, only because I like to get my, all of my nutrients from my food, but magnesium is something that I take every single night. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Next question. So wait, just to cap over everything. Um, some mistakes people do on keto, they are doing it for the wrong reasons. They aren't, or they're not eating the right kinds of fats. They're just making it an excuse to kind of eat whatever they want. That's high fat and low carb. It doesn't matter if it's bad quality. Um, they're not getting enough salts in. They're not uh, making sure they're getting enough other electrolytes like magnesium, potassium, and all that jazz. And that's pretty much it. And yeah, they're not and surrounding themselves with good people. Exactly. Yeah. And also just and preparation as well. Be prepared. Like go out and do a big shop. Um, be prepared to like stand, take a little bit longer in the supermarket to compare labels. Um, make sure you understand a label. Make sure you understand the tracking apps and just know what you're doing before you really commit to it because it's just so much easier to fall off the bandwagon when you like have small slip-ups because that's when you're like in the early stages where like you're so vulnerable and that they're the, they're the stages where you're most likely going to give up. Yeah, for sure. So that kind of brings me to my next question. What are some of your go-to keto foods? Like what do you always have on hand? Like what's a quick keto meal that you whip up or a snack or something? My favorite snack. So I'm like, I'm obsessed with macadamia nuts. Me too. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm obsessed. I have like a kilogram bag in my fridge and I like always just have a handful whenever I pass by. Oh, like I don't even trust myself to have like a bag. Like, because there's (laughs) like, they're like a real, it's funny because like the foods that I consider a real treat right now are healthy nourishing foods 
So like my treat are macadamia nuts. Somebody else's treats, probably a chocolate bar, you know? Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. Oh, it's but, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love putting macadamia butter on like a big chunk of dark chocolate. Yeah. I don't I don't snack too much so with the fasting as well like I'll have like two big meals and in those two big meals I'll have like over a thousand calories like each um but like yeah I I do eat probably the same food most days unless I'm like eating out so what are those foods look like like what are those meals look like well, if you've watched my videos, you've probably seen my green smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm obsessed with. But like I'll always make like a big salad. So like always like spinach based or like kale based and then salmon, some eggs and tahini and oil and seeds. Like, yeah, there's just I love just like Buddha balls. Oh my god, don't get me started. I'm obsessed. It's like my new obsession. I'll do like spinach. I loved like I literally love steamed broccoli and tahini and lemon. It's like heaven. It's so fucking good. Yes. And like it's just funny because like there are just some certain ingredients that I wouldn't really think to like put together. Like tahini and tuna. Like I don't know. Is that a thing? I can, but, I like, can eat that. Like, I will literally just put like some days I'll put like salmon and chicken in the bowl. Nice. Like, just go for you it. You just you just like know your individual clean ingredients and then you just mix them together. With a ton of greens, a ton of leafy greens, some cooked veggies, some raw veggies. And lots of salt and olive oil. Do you ever eat fruit? Like do you ever have berries or anything? Um. No, but not because I'm like they're not keto. Um, only because I just you're just not a big no. I dude. I am like I like I like my favorite meal of like all time was like a fruity smoothie bowl, like that, like an acai bowl, like that was like my all time favorite thing. And now I just like don't want to buy it anymore. Like it's too sweet for me. But like now with berries, it's just like I don't I don't want them. Yeah, your palate's completely changed. Exactly, exactly. But, like, of course, like, you um, like berries and things, like, they're full of antioxidants and they've got so many um, great vitamins and minerals in them and low carbs, so they're not a no. Yeah, sometimes I'll have some blackberries. I love blackberries, but not often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so next question. So, yeah, your go-to keto foods, just, like, big salads, yummy big smoothies – uh, Ruth makes these smoothie bowls and she puts like melted coconut oil on top of them and then puts them in the freezer. So it's this like crunchy topping and it's like amazing. I've had it's it so funny. Times. This smoothie, so when I first started making it, it had like a million ingredients because I was like, okay, this is going to be hard. How do I make like, because like smoothies and smoothie bowls were always my thing. I was like, how do I make a keto smoothie bowl? And like first started out and I had like, you know, like loads of nut butter and like I had like blueberries in there, had spinach, avocado, um, coconut oil in there. I had um, pro- like a flavored protein powder and then like obviously had the coconut oil on top and it was like so delicious. And then like as like time went on and like, you know, you didn't have the ingredients in the house. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to make it anyway. I'll just leave them out. 
I realized that like I'm now down to like only having the smoothie with like spinach, avocado, ice, water, and coconut oil. No way. I'm not that badass yet. <laughs> You'll get there. I'm Trust there. me. When you- I'm not there. <laughs> ingredients I'm still like okay I know you're like kind of against uh you know stevia and stuff but I like still need to have stevia sometimes like when I make my fat bombs um which is like for the uh for people that don't know it's like um melted coconut oil some coconut butter like some like fatty healthy oils um I do that and I put a bit of stevia in it and then I put it in the freezer in like an ice cube tray and it's like little mini um, like fat bombs and Ruth does that too, but you are like not into the stevia thing, right? Look, I'm not against stevia. Only that's probably the most, it's the most natural artificial sweetener. Um, I'm more so against like the alcohol sugars and I look, I wouldn't say that I'm totally against them because like occasionally I will have a protein bar and they're full of them, but they upset. Someone's outside. Hold on. Sorry. I just had delivery. Continue. Oh, dear. Um, it's it's mainly yeah like alcohol sugars that I'm against, but I'm not like saying like they're so bad for you like you shouldn't eat that like I'm not like that with any food group. It's just like they they genuinely make me feel unwell. Like I need to go to the bar. Oh really? <laughs> but they- oh my gosh! So you just don't like how it makes you feel? Like you're not against it really? Like for the diet? Like do you think it could kick, like kick you out of ketosis? Um, look, I, look, I hasn't with me because like from right from the beginning, I was having protein powders. Um, and like, and this was when I was like comfortably in ketosis and it didn't affect my levels at all. Um, however, like I have done research and like when I was researching thoroughly, like what are the things that could potentially be preventing us from going into ketosis quickly? Um, that was one of the things that was like artificial sweeteners, but I just, I don't think it's an issue. Like there are so many worse things you could be having. Yeah. If you're generally eating a ton of healthy food and you once in a while have some, um, you know, sugar alcohol or, or stevia, yeah. you're yeah. fine. Like, you're all good. Like, like my palate's changed. Like I don't need the sweetness of, and like with, with the smoothie and me having like very few ingredients now, it's not me restricting or like, um, trying to like cut the calories or anything like that it's like that's genuinely like all I need like that's so satisfying for me like I have the best time eating that smoothie with only three ingredients go you babe that's amazing I yeah. I want to be at that point um I really do okay so next question um, we kind of already answered this. What does a day of eating look like for you? You've, you've already answered it. So a big smoothie bowl and then a massive ass salad. How do you make your smoothie yeah. bowls? Like you just said, you make it, you make them so simple, but you also said that you have around a thousand calories per meal. Like how do you make them more calorific? Yeah. So like with, with the smoothie bowl, like I probably wouldn't have like that as a full meal. Like I would always have that as like an earlier something. And then have in my salads they're just I just like chock them full of fats and vegetables and they're huge um and then because I'll always fast as well so like my eating window is like short um and then fat bombs in the evening and just the oils and the coffee and it just just adds up I honestly I haven't tracked in so long it's I just know, like, I can just look at an amount of food now. I can look at a plate and know exactly, like, what I what what is 
going to make me feel good, what's going to make me feel bad, what's too much, what's too little. And yeah, it's just, that's, that's the beauty of making it a lifestyle. Like it's just so easy. You can adapt it. It's just, yeah, take it anywhere with you. So if one of our listeners wants to start keto and obviously try out all the mental benefits it has to offer, but but also wants to lose some weight. What would you suggest? Like what like you obviously say tracking is really important at the beginning just to kind of, you know, be aware of what has what in it, but what other tips would you have for somebody wanting to do it for weight loss as well? So you absolutely need to track. Um and with weight loss, you can you can be in ketosis and like initially you probably will lose a bit of weight. But a lot of people hit a plateau, um, which means that their bodies just adapt to what they're doing and they they discontinue seeing any further results. Um, and this is this is where I usually I'm careful with what I say to people because I get a lot of messages about this. They're like, oh, like I'm eating this amount of calories. I'm testing positive into ketosis, but why am I not losing weight? And um, it, it it is just it just comes down to your calorie goal. So like your body just doesn't need that many calories. Yeah. So you how many calories were you eating at the beginning when you lost weight? And how much weight did you even lose? So I I lost about like five kilos and I've probably put I'm probably about the same weight now I was before the diet, but um I like have built so much more muscle. Um, you lost but like 10 pounds first, basically, a bit more than 10 pounds of fat. Yes. Yeah, so when I, when I first, when I first started, I was on like seven, 1760 calories. And then I, oh my God, like the weight just like fell off. It was kind of to the point where like everyone was commenting. I like came home from Europe and everyone was just like, what the fuck has happened to you? Um, and that's when I was like, okay, like I need to up my calories because I just didn't notice. Like I felt so good. Yeah, it's crazy. I just had the energy to train as well. I'm like, I'm not starving myself. I'm not hungry. Like I don't know what's going on. And the weight just kept falling off. And then that's when I was like, okay, like now I need to like, you know, put (laughs) put a few more calories into my diet. So I was just like more coconut oil, more oils. So like, um, Higher, higher fats, um, higher calorie foods without going over my carbohydrates or my protein. Um, and yeah, just like like coconut oil and things like that that weren't really overly filling. Like they are full, they are filling, satisfying, but yeah, just introducing like more and more calories just to maintain the weight. And that was just like a matter of like getting to know my own body. Um, so yeah, just playing around with calories. That's what you have to do. Yeah, absolutely agreed. I I noticed because I'm not currently tracking at the moment. The days that I do, though, I feel like I because I still want to lose a bit more weight. Like I've already lost like 10 pounds of fat, but I think I have another like five or seven um, pounds of fat that I want to get rid of to reach my ideal um, bod. And I also just want to feel my best. And I feel like I still have a little bit left to kind of, you know, kick in the butt. So I have to start tracking again, I think, because when I was tracking for like three weeks, I completely transformed. And I, you know, I was I was tracking everything wow. and it was great. And it was so empowering. At the end of the day, I was like, fuck yes, I have hit my calorie goals and it's way like it's healthy. I'm eating, I, got, I think it was like 1800 calories. Um... And by the way, guys, like, think about it. 
people are recommended to eat 1200 calories to lose weight on a higher carb diet. Like that's not healthy at all. If you're eating 1800 calories, you're not starving yourself. You know, like, so people that think being keto is starvation are so wrong. Yeah, it comes down to like activity level as well. Like if you're sitting at a desk all day and you're not moving much, then you don't need that much food because as much as I don't fully agree with calories in versus calories out, but like that you do need to. It makes sense to a level. Yeah, of course, of course. And it's thermodynamics. But another thing with like back to tracking as well, like hidden carbs. So I'll be speaking to somebody and they'll be like, oh, look, like I've been eating this, this, this and this and like I'm still not losing weight. And I'm like, did you track it? And they're like, no, but I haven't changed. And I'm like, it just makes such a difference when you like overpour the olive oil or like you've, you're just eating a little bit more of something. It's just awareness. It just it's awareness. Up. That's what it is. So I'm actually going to yeah. track today. Fuck it. It's it's noon um, on a Thursday or on a Friday for me. What day is it for you? Is it Friday for you? Or is it- It's Friday evening. Okay, Friday evening. Sorry, she's in Australia. I'm in London. So yeah, it's Friday morning <laughs> um, or midday for me. And I think I'm going to track today. I'm going to go to work at class in a half hour. And then I'm probably going to eat around like 1.30 or 2. So yeah, like it's an absolute pain in the ass. Like I... I was I loved it at first because I was I was just learning so much as I was going like typing in these foods I'm like what that's got x amount of protein like I didn't know that or like you look at a vegetable and it's like oh my god what the hell like so many carbs but like it's not a problem but like you just learn so much more about the food when you're actually tracking it and investigating into like what is where your calories are coming from totally and also my fitness pal has micronutrient um tracking as well so i can see if i've had enough potassium today yeah chronometer is better i don't like the way it looks i've tried both of them i ended up paying for the my fitness pal advanced version like fuck my life (laughs) but I i don't like the way chronometer looks like it's also a really good option but it's just not pretty enough for me. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, yeah, my fitness pal is just like the OG. It's the That's OG. Like where we started. <laughs> like, I've been, I've been using my fitness pal for years and years and years. Like, I just, I just can't turn. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm literally. Loyal. Um. Also, guys, if you want to start tracking on my fitness pal, Ruth has a video. You is it? It's you that made the video, right? Or is it someone else that I follow that um tells you how to adjust my fitness pal to a more keto diet like to change your macronutrients that was you yeah and I probably yeah so with the macros as well like a a lot of people ask me like what the percentages should be so um my I don't track but like my general um percentages it's 5% carbohydrates and I'll always aim for like 10 to 15% protein and 70 to 85% fat. Yeah. So you kind of, you get your calorie goal and then you can punch in all your numbers and it'll calculate everything. And then it'll give you your grams for um, each macronutrient. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I really think it's worth it. And guys, this we're not trying to say be obsessive about this diet. So just have awareness of what you're putting in your body. We're not saying track because we want you to become obsessive. We're saying track because it's really hard to to know, you know, like how much of what equals what, right? So 
I, I think I'm going to track a bit more until I am almost where I want to be. And then I'm just going to chill out a bit and do what I know for sure works and uh, eat what I for sure know is okay. And in my macro goal. Yeah. And the thing with tracking as well, it's like, it's easy to become obsessed. And if you do have a history of restrictive eating, it's like, it can be quite dangerous. So just make sure that you are mentally in the position to actually um, do this the best way that you can, but you will learn so much more from tracking as well. Totally. Like just investigating into the foods that you're eating. Yeah. And if you guys are listening and you're like debating starting this diet, or if you're committed on doing it full time and you're going to get all the apps, you're going to do all the research, like whoever you are, just do it for the right reasons. Like we said, and also, you know, make sure that, you're prepared because prepare being prepared is everything and research is everything. Like learn things for yourself, look at different studies. And if you don't want to go full out with this diet, you can also just start incorporating more healthy fats into your life. And you don't need to go full keto to do this. You can just start eating a whole avocado and a little bit less rice. You know, you can just start swapping things out gradually if you're not committing to doing this intensely right now. It's just like, you know, being in tune with your body and and understanding it and seeing if it feels better with a higher healthy fat and a lower carb diet. Yeah, like cut the sugar and add a few more years to your life. Like mm-hmm. Also, if you if you want to see results and if, if, if we're talking weight loss here, like if you want results, you can't just expect results to come to you. You do have to put in the effort. So if tracking seems like a huge CBF, just do it. Like you're going to have to do it if you want the results. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to speed up the results, 100%. I completely agree with you. How do you track being in ketosis? So I, so I don't have a blood glucometer, but that is the most accurate way of testing. So pricking your finger and testing your blood. Um, I just use the urine strips and I actually, yeah, me too. Uh, not to shamelessly self-promote again. I actually uploaded a video today and I showed how to use the strips because I was sent some really good strips from Core Nutrition and They're probably the most accurate and they're really quick reading strips that I've used. Um, But literally, like, you just hold them under your stream of urine for, like, 10 seconds and then the strip color will change and you can just compare the reading to um, to the container. Like, the color will be on there. Oh, my God. So my friend Caroline is also doing the diet and literally two weeks in, she was showing me what she was eating on my fitness pal. And she was like, I'm so low carb. I'm not in ketosis yet. All of my urine strips are, are testing negative. Like what the fuck do I do? And I was like, I have no idea, babe, like send me what more about your eating. And she was eating like so intensely low carb. I was like, I'm eating more carbs than you and I'm in ketosis. What the hell? So yeah. she ended up um, Googling it and she was peeing on the strip too hard. Like her stream was too hard. She's going to kill me if she's listening to this right now. <laughs> her her stream was too harsh that it like so funny. I know it it made the layer that that tells you whether you're not in keto it made it like you know like she peed it off <laughs> like peeled away. That's so funny. Yeah because like there have been days where like 
I'd be like, oh, like I want to test, but like, damn, I forgot to do it. I just weed, but then like I'll go back and do another little wee, and like it'll be a dribble, and it'll like come straight. <laughs> this is so funny that we're not talking about a weed or whatever. Um, <laughs> and like it'll come back like bright purple, and I'm like, you are like amazing strip. Like, how did you just catch that? Like. <laughs> It's amazing. You don't need that much pee. Like you don't. Like I just pee on it for five, like not even a second. I just do a little pee and it it turns up like I think some of the packages say that you need to pee on it for 10 seconds. No. What Caroline ended up doing is peeing in a cup and then putting the test strip in the cup. (laughs) It's, yeah, God, it's just, it doesn't need to be that difficult. (laughs) But yeah. Analysis strips are the easiest way to do it. You know, you can get breath tests as well. I I haven't even seen one of those. I have no idea what goes on there. But your analysis strips are about $10 from like Amazon or like in Australia. You can just get them from the pharmacy. And yeah, you just pee on the sticks in the morning. First thing, when you first wake up, try and do it when you're dehydrated to get the best reading because um, uh, the more fluid that you, you take in, it can dilute the ketones in your urine. And with the glucometer reading, you can just take that at any time of the day, but you will get a way more accurate reading. But like the longer that you're adapted, they say the um, the the less likely the strips are to work. But I haven't really had an issue with that. But Ruth, remember that time I sent you like a Snapchat or like an Insta picture of my keto strip and I was like deep I was like at the at the most deep color and I've never been like that before and you were like are you dehydrated because is it true that if you're dehydrated you can test a bit deeper than you actually are yeah that's because I I asked Dr. Christofferson about that in the um in the interview that I had with him and it's fine. Like I don't, it's not dangerous, but like, I think you will find the more water that you have, it will lighten the strip. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, it's funny because you, you can, you can take, you can take your test in the morning and then like three hours later, like you can, and you can be positive and then three hours later be negative. Yeah. Like that, that is what makes the strips so inaccurate and they can be unreliable, but who I don't really care about getting like the exact reading. Like if I see that strip change color, I'm like, woo. Totally. If I'm even like like in the light pink area, I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like look, sometimes like I don't even need to test like because I know that like I'm comfortably adapted. But like there are days where like I just feel really shit and I'm like, oh, it'd be just nice to see. Or like the morning after I ate like half a tub of ice cream, I'm like, oh, I just want to see. And like in the morning, I was like feeling really gross, but like took the took the strip, tested positive, and I'm like, oh, I feel fabulous again now. Amazing! <laughs> That's such a nice feeling. It's just a bit of a placebo mental effect. I think. I love it. I yeah. love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, I need to run off to my workout class. Um, this was so much fun. You guys, send in more questions if you want us to do another podcast because I think I could just speak to Ruth for like 500 years and not be bored. <laughs> I know. Like we'll probably just like sit on the phone for like another hour after we finish this. Literally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is so much fun. And I really hope you guys learned so much about this because we're both so passionate about it. Go check out Ruth's YouTube channel. Just type in Ruth May Keto and you'll find all of her videos. She is the person that inspired me to go higher fat. Like I'm telling you, just go watch her videos. They're they're amazing. Yeah, and look, I don't necessarily know any more than anybody else um, who has been like comfortably living this diet lifestyle for 
however long. It's just like I feel the need to spread awareness because there are so many people who would benefit from living this lifestyle and they just don't even know it. Absolutely. Totally. And you also just explain things in such an easy way. Like I I have understood everything you've said and, you know, I'll read articles sometimes that just don't make sense to me. So like for a beginner, I think your videos are really, really easy and concise and just to the point. Yeah. And if there's just like one little thing that you can take away from the video or something that was will resonate with you, it just, just like flick a switch and you're like, oh my God, like I feel that too. It can just make such a difference for like your mental health as well. Totally. Um, thanks for having me. This was fun. My very first podcast. Yay! And not your last. <laughs> no, no. Looking forward to it. But have a good workout. Thanks, babe. Bye, guys. We'll see you later.